0: Welcome to Cinema Savants, your weekly dose of movie news, movie reviews, and the occasional rumor, with your hosts, Todd Vandenberg and Rob Steele. And coming up in this week's special edition of Cinema Savants, uh, we're renaming the show temporarily to uh what is it blasters beer and barbecue is that right because this week we have lee val here with us to talk the new star wars movie which is getting an entire show to itself because oh my god there's crap that goes with this movie and where do we even start do we want to start with the money because some people think it's making money and then lee just told us that forbes says it's confused (laughs) no let's, let's start with the money let's start with the money uh Announced this morning, The Last Jedi is supposed to be passing the 650 million mark worldwide this weekend. I don't think they're hurting.
1: No, I don't think they're hurting. It's already the seventh highest-grossing movie of the year domestically, and it's heading into its second weekend. Um, now, Lee, you had mentioned the the Forbes article. What exactly did the Forbes article say about this?
2: Uh, they said there was no Spock or Kirk,
1: so they were disappointed. Uh um, ah, ah, ah now I the, understand.
2: The article came out yesterday morning. So uh yeah, they said uh just and this is North America, but they did say that the daily holds are are uh are definitely not meeting uh, expectations after that first weekend. So they think a lot of it made money the first weekend, and due to audiences not going back for seconds, I guess, that uh, it's it's going to still make money because it's Star Wars, but they don't expect it to make nearly – this is, of course, Forbes um, – nearly as much money as uh, – Disney might have hoped. Um, one of the sentences says Disney could have called it the quote unquote, the star Wars movie that will completely turn you off from ever seeing another star Wars movie again, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, and it still would have collected 1.2 billion at the box office. They didn't but bring Jar Jar back. <laughs> no, they, uh, they <coughs> it's full of trip. for this spoiler. I know we're, uh, we might get to this later, but the, there's no human characters. It's all porks. So it's just one big pork movie. Um, <laughs>
1: It's going to be a new category of film, isn't it? Porg, as opposed to pork or porn. It's, it's Porgian best, really. It's it's just... Uh... Ah. <laughs> Ooh, lovely, lovely. <clears throat> just without the music. That's true. Uh, yeah, as far as the movie goes, it, it didn't open as large as The Force Awakens. Of course, uh, there's a big difference between those two, because The Force Awakens was the first one that people were actually looking forward to after the debacle of the prequels. So I can understand why it didn't have the same opening, which a $220 million opening, it's not exactly terrible, wow. which, by, which by the way is only $65 million more than Rogue One opened. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if the, the Forbes prediction is correct. I have a feeling they're they're off. Um, also, maybe their film critic thought it was a disappointing mess and it's going to turn people off. Um, the Rotten Tomato Meter Critics basically love it. It's at 92%. But what's interesting is the audience is really split. Uh, 53% of the audience likes it. And we, we just scan through reviews. Most of the reviews are either I loved it, it's five stars, or what a piece of garbage. If I could rank it negative stars, I would. It's There aren't a lot of people that are in the middle on this. Uh, oh, here's the first review. Half star. This whole story sucks. Next one. One star. Huge plot holes. Next one. Two stars. Two and a half. One and a half. One. And then there is a four star and a four and a half and a three and a half. More ones and twos. Another four and a half. I mean, it's, there's very little that, yeah, it was okay. I liked it. It's just, man, this was crap. Or, man, this was fantastic. It's the best Star Wars movie ever. It's, it's if they wanted people to talk about the film, they're doing it. It's, it, They did the perfect script, because exactly, they're doing it. I mean, this is easily the most talked about Star Wars film ever, ever. Just not that that's like some scientific poll, but that's what the Porgs told me, so I'm pretty sure it's right.
0: (laughs) There's I saw an article this that came out this morning from Wired magazine that said, uh, let me get this quote here from David Barr Kirtley, who's apparently the star of a a different podcast called Geek's Guide to the Galaxy, which looks like it ripped off Douglas Adams, but I'll digress. His (laughs) quote is, it has the most moral complexity of any of the movies. It has the most surprises of any of the movies and is the most intellectually or intellectual and self-aware and gives you the most to (laughs) think about afterwards. I didn't get that i I didn't think that the surprises were that big a surprise
1: i'm pretty sure that finding out who luke's father is is not actually going to be beaten by any surprise they can come up with and it sure wasn't in this movie that was the biggest
0: surprise i think in the history of movies because no one right right you know back in the day we didn't have the internet and i remember the the theater what watching this movie and they you know luke i am your father and the entire theater wet itself because (laughs) Mm -hmm. no no one expected that and you know rumors didn't leak out nearly as much as they do because of the net so there was nothing even remotely close in this Mm -hmm.
2: yeah I i thought there were some some nice surprises i mean find out they were dead the whole time that was that was an interesting surprise but i mean it was no, i mean there's <laughs> there's there's some you know with the with the ray character i think there's some surprises i don't mm-hmm. more i mean do you go to see a star wars film for for the moral you know aptitude of of i mean no so i mean mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people are trying to me at least it seems like a lot of people are trying to see star wars and maybe some some subtleness of what is happening in the larger scope of politics in the United States and where you have this small band of resistance, you know, resistance, mm-hmm. and then they want to bring that into light. But it's it's Star Wars. You right. know, it's not supposed to me it's not supposed to be anything that's like, I, oh my gosh, this is life-changing.
1: I, I think this is one of the problems with the Star Wars films, and I was talking about this with my brother last night, is Star Wars, A New Hope, but let's just call it Star Wars, because that's the real name of the movie. Stop screwing yes. around. If there was no muddled there was no gray area it was good versus evil um that's not how the real world is but we're going to the movies we don't really need the real world we see it constantly uh i i think star wars is making a mistake by kind of muddling the good versus evil story to some extent you know with all the gray areas and wow really should this character have done this and wow what 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 happened further down i mean yeah it, it is more morally complex but that's not necessarily a good thing I I don't think this should be a morally complex universe. I think this should stay good versus evil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think they kind of screwed... I mean, to some extent, sure. But in in some of these cases, you kind of wonder which side the characters are on. And I'm not talking about, ooh, big switches. Those are the obvious things. But the motivations become kind of... Muddled. Muddled, exactly. And which, moving on to... <clears throat> a rather important figure in the Star Wars universe, Mark Hamill famously had some disagreements with the director, Ryan Johnson, and it came out months before that he was not happy with the direction his character took. And just a few days ago, now that it's released, he reiterated. Yep. That is not the Skywalker. He knows. He said, he said, maybe it's a Jake Skywalker, but it's not Luke Skywalker. Um, not to his credit. Did he pout? Did he not turn into a good performance? Did he just quit? He's got no, a job do to do a feud
0: with Vin Diesel and
1: set. <laughs> Mark Hamill is terrific in this movie. He I is. mean, I think he, he's absolutely great. Um, but I, I agree with him. I don't like the direction the character went in the, and we'll talk about that later when we get to the spoiler part when everyone had these seven people who haven't seen it yet will can shut off the podcast and then they can, you know, go into it with blissful ignorance. But yeah, We're I, trying to be spoiler I, I free. Totally right. I, I, I totally think he's he's right. I don't like the the direction the character went in, um, and you know, those of you who've seen it, which is like everyone, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and you may disagree; you may think that's the the perfect path, but it just doesn't make sense. Um, really, does not make any sense at all for that character. But yeah, we'll get to it.
2: I mean, I like that I like when how they did with the in the last final film when they had you know had him turn around and oh, it's, you know, but then to have him brooding for. At least three quarters of this movie. I, I, again, I, mm-hmm. I like you. I thought Hamill did great in the role. Um, he did, I just he did. thought that I just thought they extended his brooding in this film beyond where it was. Yes, it became annoying after a while. To be
0: almost Batman esque.
1: Yeah, Hamill's. Uh, yeah, Hamill's character. I mean, that's where some of the moral complexity came in, and I'm fine with that. But they over, it overstated its welcome. Yeah, you know, like you said, Lee. I mean, he's brooding for most of the film, and it's like. Dude, you're Luke Skywalker. You're not Jake Skywalker, as Hamill said. But apparently he did kind of turn into Jake Skywalker, which is ho- hopefully that's a meme now. Jake Skywalker. It should we, should be. Make, we should make T-shirts really quick. Anyway, um, I, well,
0: you know, he's brooding, but he's not supposed to be brooding. He played the Joker, not Batman. Yeah. Uh, so other we can characters? make Jaker, Jaker Skywalker.
1: Other she, characters? Does, does everyone is everyone happy with the way the the Ray character, what her path was, and and the performance? I thought I, she I was. She was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was fine. Ray Ray was the one I didn't have a problem with. <laughs> I I think I know what you mean by that. <laughs> As in that you pretty much had a problem with every other character, which not, well, not every other character. I'm close to that. Not major problems, maybe, but. There are a lot of flaws in this movie. A lot of flaws. I mean, to me, a minor one. But this kind of set the tone for me early in the film. And this is not a spoiler because it happens right away. Dameron Poe is addressing this gigantic space group, you know, the universe killer, whatever the heck they call it. They keep on going bigger and bigger with every show. And he's out there all by himself. Apparently, he's going to attack them all by himself. And he wants to talk to the commander. And the commander talks back, you know, and it's like, but they can hear him on the ship hey, blah, 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 let me talk to you. And the commander of the ship kind of mulls it over for a moment, and he says, patch him through. Like, I'm pretty sure if you can hear him, he's already patched through, stupid. Who wrote that line? So for the rest of the movie, I'm thinking, the people who wrote this, they don't they didn't really think things through too well. They don't and understand it, the concept of a speakerphone. <laughs> you know, and I'm sorry. You know, how many times in... And this is not a Star Trek is better than Star Wars kind of thing at all. But how many times did Uhura say, Captain, we have a blah, blah, blah coming through. And he would say on the main screen Uh, constantly, right? That's the concept of patch them through. A communications officer hears something or they get a signal and say, oh, connect us so we can talk. You were already talking, genius. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe it was supposed to be a subtle thing that the commander wasn't exactly bright, but I don't think so. So after that, the entire time, I'm waiting for them to do another stupid thing. And, and sadly, they did a lot of other stupid things. Uh, you know, that I was, said they
0: wanted to do was throw a lot of the because the original movie had a lot of humor in it and it did. But yeah. I think they, they they were pushing.
1: to There's much. a lot of there's intentional humor and then there's the humor of, wow, you guys screwed this up. Yeah. Uh, and they screwed that up. That wasn't intentional humor. That was just someone not thinking when they wrote that line. And there are other instances of that in the movie. And yeah. Overall, overall, I like the movie. I mean, I think it's the third best Star Wars movie that that's been done. The problem is three of them are utter crap. So, <laughs> so the bar is not very high. How? You know? So, yeah. you know, I like it better than. The Return: Revenge of the Jedi, whichever you want to call it, because it was supposed to be Revenge of the Jedi, but then the marketing department the thought, "Oh, that's kind of rough, so let's just call it Return of the Jedi." Unless they're on cute little characters that are called Ewoks to sell to the kids, which we'll get to the porgs.
2: <laughs> um, actually, um, if I could interject, getting back to Rob's point, please, I, I, the humor—I I felt like I definitely felt like they tried to write the script where there were more funny lines. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, I thought that you know, because there's a lot of humor in the first film. Um, oh, yeah. but, uh, but I, I really okay. felt like there were some lines in, in this movie, not even, they were just, they were supposed to be intentionally funny, but they were, just, it was pushing it as Rob said. It was just, right. I know you want to make it funny, but it's not a comedy and just have, right. It's, it's funny when Han Solo says things in, in the first couple of films, because it's like, uh, it's what humor is supposed to be. It's, it's right. taking away from, it's, you know, a release of tension. Whereas this, sometimes they were trying to make things funny
1: and there was no tension built up for them to be funny in the first place. Exactly. There were there were a lot of funny moments that worked, but there were also some that just fell flat. And uh, one of the big differences is the actors. Uh, Harrison Ford can can pull that off um, just in his sleep, and probably does a lot not because he's kind of old. Um, don't they didn't have an actor on that set that has that ability. And I'm not knocking the actors that they have, but that's a different kind of skill set, and it just didn't work. And then some of it is like you said, Lee. They didn't build to the moment for then, oh, let's release the tension. It was just, kind of, they're kind of thrown in there. Um, I appreciate the fact that they tried to lighten it up, because early on the word was, oh my gosh, you know, they're going to go dark, so this is going to be blah, 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 you know, this we're looking, we're thinking, it's like, oh, this is going to be this grim, awful movie, and it's not a grim, dark film
0: it'll be uh, the empire strikes maybe. back of star wars movie. oh wait never mind
1: <laughs> yeah right so you know I, I i like the fact that they did attempt to lighten it up and for the most part i think it worked but there were several moments that i was like well that bombed so and literally in some cases but anyway so what do we think about general leia
0: i think it's going to be really annoying that they and this is this is going to sound harsh so bear with me i think it's really annoying that they didn't kill her on screen mm-hmm
1: um, We're in the spoiler portion now.
0: This is not a spoiler <laughs> part. It, 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 <laughs> CNN announced this one. Um, yeah, because Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. Yes. Um, but she's what? supposed to be a
1: big part. Of, he, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> this is a spoiler to some of us. Oh, my God. What? What? Next, you're going to tell me Jim Neighbors is gone. Oh, my God. Again? Oh <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: No, uh, she, we was she was supposed to be such a big part of episode nine, but right. n- n- you know, she's not going to be now, right. which is why they, they didn't kill her in the movie, kill off Leia in the movie. And now they're going to have to do it between movies because they said, that, you know, they're not going to be doing what they did with Rogue One with, uh, well, actually with Carrie Fisher and with, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, big computer generated guy who, who was Peter Cushing? Peter to Cushing. Um, oh, they're say Peter. That, so. off, that would be
1: more. That would be weird. Yeah, I, I, uh, I am not a fan at all of what they did, of what they did with the character. She is excellent because she's Carrie Fisher, right? Uh, or she was anyway. In the in the obvious moment when she would have been gone, and then suddenly she isn't. Um, really, really hated that moment for two reasons. First, really. Uh, First, the character displays just... something that uh, really none of the other characters that are strong with the Force have ever done. And it's kind of random that, yeah, I know, she's a, she's a Skywalker, whatever. I, yeah, fine, whatever. However, how many times has she demonstrated any of those powers? Like, I think once, because she mm-hmm. knew where Luke was. And now, all of a sudden, she's pulling off a trick that we haven't seen anybody ever do anything like this. It's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Plus... Plus, it's the emotional build is like, oh, my gosh, this is the moment. How sad. And then in the context of like a few minutes, they pull off the, oh, no, Spock's not dead. Really? You, you, yeah. you, had, the, you had the payoff that we're all looking for. And it's like, oh, but we need her later, so we'll bring her back. It's <laughs> like, No, that's cheap, crappy writing, which, again, is like, yeah. I, I should have seen this coming because I realized you guys couldn't write worth a flip early on when you had the guy say, patch him through. Um, I really, really that's one of the worst moments I think of any Star Wars movie because it's a, it's a cheap trick to get the emotional build and then, oh, no, we're just fibbing, we're kings and yeah, it's like, no, that was not cool at all.
0: Do you think that's one I of the morally complex surprises that Wired was talking about in their article?
1: No, I think it's just stupid. Yeah, I'll agree um anyway lee did you enjoy that moment
0: actually i'm i'm kind of glad
2: they didn't kill her off in the i mean for this film alone a standalone now obviously like rob pointed out in the next film there's going to be an issue because the, the actress mm-hmm. is dead so i don't know how they're going to fix that and and hopefully they won't have somebody try to fill her role but but i actually like that they didn't go because it would have been too easy to go there you know she She's dead as an actress. Let's kill her in the film and have a, some kind of moment. And, and I'm glad they didn't do that, actually. Um, I, I didn't see Jim Neighbors in the film at all, so I don't know what that reference was about. But I, mean, I mean, He was a stormtrooper. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. He was a stormtrooper. Awesome. <laughs> surprise, 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 um, surprise. So, yeah, was...
1: <laughs> my way. Um, yeah, I'm glad that she didn't kill her off. I just don't like that they put in this fake moment where, oh. There's the moment we all been waiting for. And it's like, oh, surprise, it's not.
2: I do. I agree with that. I'm just yeah. glad they didn't, you know, just overall, I'm glad they didn't really k- kill the character off in the film because it would have been an easy moment to do. But yeah, when she, when they already introduced Laura Dern's character and had, mm-hmm. you know, there was no Leia, then that would have been a smooth transition than what happened. But right. I'm glad they still didn't, like, have this moment where, oh, she's dead. She's, oh, she's, Luke goes to, well, you know, Luke Caesar yes. and then he's dead or something like that. I'm glad yeah. that didn't
1: happen. So, Laura Dern's character. Um, are we in the spoiler moment yet? Yeah, Let's yet? go ahead. Let's go to the spoiler moments yet. So, Laura Dern's character. Um, personally. Could have been
0: cut out of the movie entirely with one line.
1: Yeah. Not a fan of, of the character. Um, she didn't come across as – she didn't have any kind of command presence since she was supposed to.
2: She um, was cold. She was too cold as an – I mean, I like Laura Dern, but in this film, oh, she yeah. was just stagnant. Exactly.
1: Yeah Laura Dern is terrific, but mm. it didn't, she did not did not work. And again with the plot device that they had, as she takes command of the ship and she's the last one to let the, them escape and she sees, let's say a few moments of destruction. and then finally it dawns on her, oh, I could do this. <laughs> um, really? How did you how did you ever get any kind of command position at all? It took you that long to figure it out. I, I mean, I kind of assumed that's what she was going to do since she was the last one there. And then, okay, so to make it more dramatic, so we only have like three people left. That's a slight exaggeration. We'll wait until the last moment for the character to do what we kind of thought she was going to do to begin with. And again, has nothing to do with Laura Dern's performance. It's just, that's another problem with the script. Uh, Wow. Yeah, the main problem with Laura Dern's characters, I agree, is just the way she was written is just, and partly the way it was directed. She just didn't, she didn't have it. She was, she might as well not have been in the movie at all. Right. Which, is pretty, which is pretty sad when you get someone as good as Laura Dern and, and, and just yeah. waste, waste her, because that's what they did. Which happens in movies, un- unfortunately. But that's What do you guys, what you guys think us. about the
2: Benicio Del Toro role? It was, was kind of interesting to talk about moral
1: flexibility. Now that, now that I liked, and I liked that, in, that introduction of the moral flexibility. I liked. That wor- totally worked for me. And it's, I don't it fits know how. the character beautifully. Exactly. And I don't know how you make him not interesting. I mean, which they didn't. He was a very interesting character. I don't. I, maybe you could just chloroform him, maybe. Uh, but other than that, there's no way for him not to be interesting on screen. And that was, to me, far and away, the most interesting character. Not the high point, but because you didn't know what was going on with the guy. And the way he played him, I don't know, maybe you could say, well, it was the typical Benicio de Toro, role, if, if he has such a thing. But maybe a little bit like way back in the usual suspects, where you've got this really odd, really odd character, and you're not sure what's going on with him. you're not sure how legit he is in in any manner at all. So that was that was a really good bit. the whole the whole sequence with him.
0: except it could have been re- removed with uh, if Laura Dern, whose character's name has escaped me. Tells Poe, who is Com- not a Teletubby in this movie,
1: Commander Cold.
0: Thank you, Cold. Haldo, right? Haldo, Haldo, Haldo. Haldo sounds right. Yes. Um, if she tells Poe, I've got a plan. Just go over there. You'll be part of it later. We cut out the entire sequence with Benicio del Toro. Finn doesn't have to leave the ship. We might not even figure out who Rose is. And <laughs> the movie is actually all of a sudden shortened back to the same length as the other
1: ones. But it was a fun sequence, even though it didn't need to be in there. Because, right, like yeah. you said, it really didn't.
2: It, it didn't, but it we don't know what's going to happen in the next film. I mean, DJ might have a, uh, a because we still don't know what his role is, right? I mean, he still might be like, okay, you know, because right. we don't want to give anything away. But um, you know, at the end, he wasn't necessarily good or bad. He was still just the character DJ, and he might have some role exactly. in the next film where that kind of plays off what
0: happened in this film. So
2: I can I can see it for that for that purpose. Yeah, I, I might can uh, go
0: with you on that, but they have said that they have. N- that they're doing this plan free. <laughs> there's, there's not when Lucas did you know either of the trilogies. There were you know A, B, and C leading to D, but they don't have that in this because yeah. But we don't. Do we want him to plan because he had he had plan D and it was awful,
2: you know? Yeah. But but I mean it's like an Indiana <laughs> Jones thing. So he's making it up as he goes along. I mean I I think they've got to have some kind of. I would like to think they
0: have some kind of plan, but
2: then there's
1: the Porgs. (coughs) Yeah, the Porgs. Got to have the kids. Got to have merchandise for Christmas. Exactly. And, And my biggest problem with the Porgs is, as much as I hated the Ewoks, they were important to the plot. Now, they didn't have to be teddy bears with big glass eyes. You know, they could have looked like anything, but they actually moved the plot. They were critical to the plot. The Porgs are just there to sell merchandise. Uh, yeah, there was no other point to them exactly, and I, I have a big problem. Well, not a big problem, but that's a problem with it. It's like it's strictly merchandise. It's strictly for the kids, like you said, Lee. And it's it's that really is they, they could have had some some purpose, but you know, other than a couple of funny little moments when Chewbacca's could have actually been eating something, yeah. um, you know, yeah, they, they could have had some sort of. Uh, Tribble effect on the bad guys you know there there could have been some little thing for them to reason for them to exist other than to sell toys but there was none captain
0: phasma is allergic to them that's why she wears the silver armor
1: (laughs) captain phasma geez yeah um another
0: another wasted performance by the way
1: another literal throwaway character Uh, they boy did they ever build that character up and a and shiny
0: silver stormtrooper that is almost and,
1: completely useless. And nothing <laughs> happened with Captain Phasma in the first movie, and now very little happens in the second. And it's just, wow. I, it's just. She's got her I, own book. I want to reiterate that I actually like this film because it sounds like I hated it. It, does, a,
2: it sounds like you both
1: don't like it. There are a Let's lot of honest. problems. There are a lot of problems with this movie, but we haven't gotten to the good parts yet. And, and for what at least what i think are the good parts and there are a lot of good parts well we talked about carrie fisher her her performance and other than that plot device they used her in she's excellent in the movie she's really really good this is a nice send-off for, for carrie fisher for sure uh and we talked about how good mark hamill is and, and he's great in the movie i don't like the path that the character took and mark hamill right. doesn't either but he's excellent in the movie and they did finally do some interesting things other than have him mope around and say, I ain't training nobody for three quarters of the film, which I guess we can get to that point, one of the highlights of the film, or do we want to talk about Kylo? Actually, can I,
2: can I ask you a question just about <laughs> Skywalker? What did you, what'd you t- did you, did you like the moment where he just kind of, you know, does the shoulder thing where he's just like, Nope. nothing. I, me. I,
1: I, I love that moment. I mean, it, it's, it's, I kind of think it's Hello? something of an anachronism seems kind of odd. Um, but yeah, I love that moment. I thought that was that was that was terrific. Uh, to me, that's one of the highlights in in the whole universe of of the Star Wars films. and you thought
2: I, I liked it i like I like the moment. I, I mean it was because it was like, you know, we're gonna well, as it turned out,
1: well, yes, as it turned spoilers, out spoilers we can't really block No, we're, but, we're doing um, spoilers. go ahead. Okay. Yeah, we're doing spoilers
2: now. So it turns out that Skywalker goes. He's not there. He's actually Jim Neighbors the whole time, and then Jim Neighbors disappears because he doesn't really die because he's Jim Neighbors. So he just kind of goes into the to the ether and sings songs. So that's that's how the movie ends. Actually, with Jim Neighbors singing uh, Ave
1: Maria. It's kind of weird, but yeah. Such a rich baritone voice. <laughs> it, it fit beautifully. <laughs> no, I love that moment when he finally decides it's it's time to do something and. <coughs> And I I, I like the fact that it was a projection of him that it, he didn't really show up, that it was just because it didn't really make sense. Because I'm thinking it's like, okay, how the hell did he get there so quickly? Which there were some other things. It's like, how did how did Daisy Johnson show up in this movie at all? No, it was just kind of odd <laughs> that Ray Ray showed up uh, when it didn't really make sense that she was there that quickly. But it was like, okay, I'll go with it because she needed to be there. But yeah, when Luke finally shows up for battle, and, and I like the fact that he was there basically just as a distraction uh, made him waste a lot of weapons too. Uh, but that made sense that that was his. Not his, that we ever see anyone
0: favorite. reload in this series, but yes,
1: right. No, I don't have to reload. Come on. What are you talking about? Reload, reload. That's so 21st century, dude. Oh, <laughs> silly me. Um, yeah, that was a terrific moment. And, and it was, that was kind of worth the payoff of, of him being the mopey Luke the entire time. Uh, that being said, that's why Skywalker was upset, because Luke Skywalker would not sit around and mope, like you said earlier on, Lee, that it's like, it didn't make sense that he's just like, hmm, takes him forever to decide to finally be Luke Skywalker again. But when he does, it, he's he's in total Luke Skywalker mode, that's for sure. That was just, that was awesome.
0: So, so did you catch on to the minor continuity glitch with that last bit where it, it looked, as soon as he came on the screen, I went, something is, is, is wrong here. Because as he walked on the screen, I thought, you know what? I understand you jumping into that X-wing you have, you know, under the water on planet whatever he was on. Um, but on the between there and where Leia and everybody else is, you stop to get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I I just thought that was I kind of went, oh nope, something's going on here, because. I don't know it, it, that, that took me out of it a little bit. I don't know it's if it was a continuity true. thing or if it was done purposefully so we'll know that something is a bit different now.
1: Yeah, it's how he wished to look. He didn't want to look like this, the old, that's true. Up, yeah. shaggy Objection dude
0: of his. Yeah,
1: of his true inner self. I mean, I, I did like the fact that he handed the uh, the dice or what? It, yeah, it looked like dice okay, to Leia, like and, dice, yeah. and, and, and and they were there, and they were actually physically there, which is that's an interesting manifestation of his power even though know, he was just a projection he needs to take something that's actually there uh, so that was a cool moment so they too. do they do disappear
0: and well actually, I think that's when Leah yeah. or Leah Leah whatever knew that when he handed those to her she kind of went oh you're not really here because she mm-hmm. would be able to know that and, and she and she, those,
2: she, as, she does have faith. make that face too
0: like yeah' like you're, like you're saying it's it's like she's aware and
2: we're just not aware yet but she, she goes
0: a- oh I get it. We'll let everyone else in on it later.
2: Right.
1: A wonderful moment. A wonderful moment. Uh, the other, the other, I guess one of the other big moments as the, the, the chamber of the Supreme commander's nuke and the face off with Ray and, and Kylo and the, the big fight that ensues. Um, A highlight of the movie. I enjoyed that scene. I, uh, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely enjoyed the scene. I'm, I'm still not quite sure how I feel about the, the method that Kylo uses to dispatch Snoke, um, spoiler was it? Was it? Yeah, we we spoilers. spoilers. We was 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 Kylo that much more powerful that Snoke just thought he could read all of his thoughts, or was Snoke distracted, or was Snoke not that big a deal that he didn't notice? Oh, gee, um, I can read your thoughts, but I can't tell that you are making this thing turn to get ready to attack me. That was kind of odd to me, and also it was it not to the extent of Captain Phasma, but. This has been a big build, right? And it's like, oh, my gosh, he's like the worst. It's like, oh, no, there he is. He's not so bad after all because he kind of screwed that one up, didn't he? A lot. Yeah, so I'm not – I really don't – I I know they're because they need to set up Kylo as the big bad as opposed to Snoke. And it, I'm still not getting that vibe from – is there any child in the world that has nightmares about Kylo Ren as opposed to Darth <laughs> Vader? No. Yeah. Most of them uh, are still thinking. <laughs> Most of them are still thinking. Shut up, you whiny little toad! Yeah. I mean, he—he's still—he's—he's he's much better in this film. I think they—they've moved him forward, and maybe they'll continue to move him forward. But he still comes off as just so whiny and so so childish. There, there's it's like seriously, you're you related to Vader? How? I don't see it because you have, yeah, I, and and I get that's why. He, he did what he did to Snoke to, oh, he does have some depth to him, but it still just doesn't work for me. He's not, he, he is not ever going to show up on the top. I don't know if he can make the top 250 villains, let alone be in the top two, like granddad is. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just not working for me. Just not I, I have for some me. dreams sure. of
2: Adam Driver, but I wouldn't really call them nightmares.
1: I was going to say, and they're not connected to Star Wars either, are they, you naughty boy?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Adam Driver is an excellent actor. Has nothing to do with Adam Driver. Right. Uh, it's how the character is written.
0: I'm um, waiting for him to grow up and adopt his, his adult name of Severus Snape. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hoping he'd play the role like Logan
2: Lucky, to be honest. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Which would explain the hand, too. So. would
1: explain the hand. Oh, dear. Oh, Lord. So, raise good. Kylo, good. We did like the movie, iffy. by the way.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to I, I I think that we at this point we should point this out every few minutes that we do like the movie.
1: The the scenes that work are amazing and they are some of the best scenes in the entire group of films. Uh that can't really, I can't say that about any of the prequels. None oh God, of the prequels. No. You know, the 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 final big battle uh <clears throat> with with grown up angsty Darth and and Obi Wan on on the lava planet—that's kind of cool. But
0: that that was very well choreographed. But at that point in the in the movies, I didn't really care that much about either of them.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So you, not there's no emotional attachment there for that scene.
1: Right. Yeah. So, yeah that, where where there are emotional attachments and and speaking of the the big battle scene that starts off in Snoke's chamber and with Rey and <coughs> Rey and and the emo Ren. Um, there, there are interesting twists there, which I don't know why I'm not saying it because we spoiled everything else. But you know that was nice because I wasn't—I was kind of wondering about it, but I didn't really see it coming. So I'm not going to say I was like, "Oh, I knew that was going to happen." Um, that was cool, and and it made perfect sense that his motivation wasn't to save Ray; he had, <laughs> other, he had other motivations. So that the, that made sense to me. So I mean that that whole sequence is is other than Snoke being kind of a dope. Uh, that worked really, really well. That was really well done.
2: Yeah, I, the only thing I, I thought about that scene, I thought that scene was fantastic too, and I really liked the, you know, how it was. Well, again, we're on spoilers. So, so Ren and and says we should just, you know, do away with the Jedi and the Sith and just do our own thing, basically. Right. But the only thing I wish they would have done is kept going with that a little bit stronger instead of, you know, Ren going back and once the once the, you know, speed of light you know, I thought that scene was pretty good. I mean, I didn't like the way the Lord Dern character so much, but, and I knew you knew what was going to happen is she was going to just explode all those ships, but I thought that kind of moment where there was no sound I kind of liked that. That was um,
1: nice. Yeah, yeah, that was.
2: But uh yeah, just seeing Ren kind of go back we don't know what's going to happen in the next film, but I don't know, it would have been nice to if there had been some other plot point there where he had some other plan other than just, okay, I'm going to get these guys back, and I'm going to be in charge. Oh, I'm still not really in charge, you know, because there's still that battle of, hey, I'm in charge, right. which exactly. was ridiculous. I wish they had taken that scene and built on it for the rest of what was left in the film instead of just kind of reversing back, which is what they did.
1: Yeah, I, I, I guess a lot of my criticism of the movie is because I wanted this to be a great movie. I wanted this to stand up with Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back. And uh, like I said, I think it's better than Return of the Jedi and let's not even mention the other crap that they put out. But um, like like some several movies that have come out this year, I was hoping for a great movie and I got a good one. So, yeah. It, again, the, <clears throat> the, the, the problems I have with the movie, they're minor. The things that worked really, really work. So overall, I like it quite a bit. But... there's so many things that could have been easily fixed and and that's what it's kind of that's what's disappointing to me it's not that i'm disappointed that it wasn't good i'm disappointed that it wasn't great
0: i want to ask you guys this because this was something i noticed especially with the throne room scene uh when it becomes a fight scene is that i think they deadpooled it a bit which is something the the (laughs) thing i hated about deadpool uh is that you've you start off the movie with this incredible action sequence, but break it up by going off to character and, and doing exposition <laughs> and going off and let's go see what these characters are doing. And they did that in this throne room fight scene because uh, we've got Rey and we've got Kylo and they're doing the, the big lightsaber, well choreographed fight scene. Oh, let's go see what Finn's doing. Mm-hmm. And back to the fight scene. And let's see what Laura Dern's doing. And back to the fight scene. Keep it at the fight
1: scene because you're killing the momentum that it had. Yeah, it's, mm. almost, it's almost like they didn't trust the scene to hold the audience's attention. You which... got
0: me. You got me. Oh, where the hell are we going? I'm not, back where you were. Back yeah. up. Back. Okay, we're back to the fight scene. Back to the fight scene.
1: Which is weird. I mean, we were talking about what a Quentin Tarantino Star Wars Correct. film would look like before. Oh, a Quentin Tarantino... I mean, you can guarantee there would be different scenes, but he would not jump out of the middle of a fight scene. You know that would not happen.
0: Well, see, Quentin Tarantino wouldn't have as much blood in Star Wars either because all the wounds get cauterized by lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> and all of Finn's lines will be completely different.
1: But you know, Completely cool different. <laughs> Finn, um, a, Finn, to me, was just kind of like along for the ride in this movie. It's the same as Poe. I mean, yeah. did they really matter that much?
0: If they have that one line of "We've got a plan," just hang on a minute. Yeah, they don't even need to be in the movie.
1: They're to to me. They're trying to. It's almost like they're trying to make Poe the new Han Solo. Um, yeah, to to and to some extent, and it just doesn't work. No.
0: Well, Han Solo and Wedge had a kid named him Poe. That's not. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm not sold on the Poe character to be honest. I mean, I don't. I think the actor who plays the role is fine. He just didn't do anything for me in this film.
1: No, um, he didn't really add much in the first one. I mean, he's, he's kind of a combo of, of Luke and, and Han, and it's just the way he's written it, and he's seen in some other films, and this guy's awesome, but the way the character's written, he's just kind of like, eh, you know, and then, you know, oh, he's so headstrong. That's why I like him. It's like they're, they're telling you this is why you should like the character instead of showing you in, in a sensible way, okay, this is character is cool. No one had to tell you Han Solo was headstrong. And was going to do things his own way, right? And and they do it to some extent with Poe, but it doesn't really. It just doesn't really matter when he does these things on his own. Um,
2: They they want to make him into a loose cannon, but he doesn't have the cleverness of Solo. (coughs) I I think, yeah, because he he looks a little bit like a buffoon at the from most of the near the end of the film because it's like, oh, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this, and then it's like, oh, wait, Lord Dern's thing actually was supposed to be work anyway. So I don't know. It just made him look. I mean, which, I get that he's a loose cannon like Solo, but again, Solo, when it was time to
0: buy in, as for a group, he did that. It wasn't always. Exactly.
1: Yeah, which is a great point. And that's 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 it exactly. He's yeah, me.
0: It's been five minutes. I would like to point out that we did like the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, and here's another thing I didn't like about the movie, talking about the Millennium Falcon. Uh, it, yeah. it it runs through you know the the run the crazy run through obstacles that the Falcon has to do in every single movie because you know that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, this kind of takes away even Han Solo supposed to be the greatest pilot in the universe, and it's like okay, so this chick who really doesn't fly anything, and, and I, yeah, I know she's got the Force and, and Chewie's there, but but and she's cute, but really that helps. So not only is she a Jedi Master, you know, who can. In the first film, out duel mm-hmm. this guy who's been trained to be a masterful Jedi and does it handily. Um, that's kind of odd, and but she's also this absolute crack pilot. Well, so maybe Han Solo wasn't that good a pilot. <laughs> maybe it was just the ship is so damn good. I mean, that bothered me. It's the like, force is really with the ship. Yeah, it's just it kind of. Damage, to me, damages the legacy of that character a little bit because I, it's like I think you're okay. missing
2: the point. It's Chewbacca who's really the pilot, he's really the pilot. The whole
1: time. And, and, and maybe he was yeah. really the pilot the whole time, which would be funny, but it's like, okay, tell you me, that he's the pilot. Look
0: good. it was a porg. It was the porg that was, <laughs> you know, it was the,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the dashboard. Oh, the dashboard. Dashboard. Oh my god, yeah, it seems to have a dashboard. I I don't know. I mean, there are just, again, and that's a little thing. And and the things that bother me for the most part about this movie are little things. And like, like I said, that's what keeps it from being great to me because that Empire Strikes Back, I can't think of anything in the Empire Strikes Back is like, well, okay, this, well, no, this, it's like, that thing is, that's like a flawless movie. And almost. Yeah. Well, here the, we go. Here we go. The,
0: there's, I'm just saying there's a couple minor
1: dog in the things. legacy, dog in the legacy. I am not. <laughs> Actually, no, my big
0: thing with The Last Jedi was that the entire movie takes place over, what, 18 hours? <laughs> including. Seems to. It Well, no, I mean, they said we've only got 18 hours of, of energy left. And so the whole thing is, has to be done within 18 hours, including the remarkably easy training of a Jedi Knight, which they did in The Empire Strikes Back. And that's the, that's what bugged me about Empire Strikes Back was they're supposed to be You know, a Jedi Academy where you start as a fetus turning into a Jedi, which you don't get to be until you're apparently after the age Anakin Skywalker got to. And yet Luke and Rey in these two movies spent a combined, what, three and a half hours training and I'm a Jedi Knight now. Well, what the hell was the Academy for then?
1: It's for the slow students.
0: (laughs) Oh, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, that, that was that was that's the one thing that really just bugged me.
1: Luke and Ray are both apt pupils. Makes, 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 makes a big difference. Dilated. They're dilated. No. <laughs> which, which, speaking of, since we're on spoilers, uh, the parentage of Ray, which was much discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said they may change later if that helps. Which would make more sense, to be honest. Which, And I was thinking about that because they've revealed the parentage and, spoiler alert, she's nobody special. Um, she's just born from whoever.
2: That we're led to believe anyway.
1: Exactly. Right. And because of the character that says it, it's easily changed. It's like, oh, well, he was lying to you. Which certainly would make sense that he would say that to her. Um, but Trying to get her on his side. I'm fine. So, yeah. I'm fine with she's from just nobody. Because they got to come from someplace.
0: See, Ooh. I was actually thinking, and we're going to go back to the original trilogy, or not the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy. Right. With the whole... Uh, child born of the force i'm thinking that you know anakin had a mom so Mm -hmm. not really born of the force yeah i think ray didn't have parents and is actually a manifestation of the force which is how she got through everything so quickly that would be
1: interesting Mm -hmm. but but it goes back but it goes back to anakin it's like who are his parents where was his his descent from royal lineage there wasn't he's just some kid so there's no reason that ray has to be connected to anybody that's previously in the universe and and these movies need that they need to get away from oh this is the story of the Skywalker clan endlessly even though there are literally an infinite number of other beings in the universe we're going to focus on this family mm-hmm. granted it's important but I'm just like really yeah, you know, you're not from some little hamlet in Alabama where everybody is related. Jim <laughs> neighbors like, so so, again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, but they do show the kid at the end, you know, who has some something right. going on. With, exactly. You know, so I'm interested to see where that goes.
1: <clears throat> exactly, and ho- and hopefully he apparently he's just some random kid. So that oh. that supports that the thing man? that that it would Ray is really just from, and, and you know she is not from any particular lineage. But he's hardly a nobody
0: anymore. Right.
1: So, again, that was just mind games that he was playing, whether just calling her nobody, just because you're not, not from a particular group or a particular people, doesn't mean you're not, not somebody. And I guess that's their political statement, if there is any kind of political statement in the film at all. Because, I mean, it's that's the subtext all the time in the Star Wars movies. But it's, you know, it, this is certainly not some anti Trump scribe at all. So, it doesn't need to be. No.
0: No, Thankfully, it, it isn't because I don't. Maybe Trump was actually in the casino <laughs> as one of those big special effect hair people.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty sure he was. I and mean, they didn't need to do any makeup on him. I'll have to wait for the Blu-ray. Um uh, <coughs> Loompas, which were pretty much there. But they yeah. just made him smaller and rabbit squirrel like and called them porgs. <laughs> I thought they were guinea pigs. I don't know what the heck they are. They're an annoyance. I know that.
0: I did like the crystal Pokemon evolution at the end of the movie with the on the snow planet. Those were good too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, those were interesting. More toys. I'm
0: fairly certain those are in uh, the new Gen three of Pokemon Go that just got released. Um,
1: at least they served some mild purpose as opposed to the porgs. Go this way.
0: Exactly. Yeah, there there was a point to them. Yeah, porgs were there to make chicken jokes. <laughs> Which, all right, whatever. Um, yeah. No, okay. Uh, one of the things that I've been seeing a lot about is: is this a de- because the first of this series, <laughs> first of this trilogy, was basically a ripoff of ye oldie Star Wars, sometimes called A New Hope, uh, unless you're Todd. Was this a ripoff of The Empire Strikes Back? Because I think there's enough of it there. To, you know, not in the same order necessarily, but I think there's enough of it there to make make the case that, that it is. Was it original enough as a movie?
1: I think it's original enough. I mean it, it definitely has a lot of callbacks to to the Empire, but I think there was enough original it, it it's not nearly as much of a rehash as as the awakening was. Um, I, I don't think it's as obvious. And that's fine. Yeah. Because The Force Awakens, that was my problem with that. It's like, I've seen this movie before, and it was better when I saw it before. Right. Um, And again, and we've talked about this, probably talk about this on every single episode of the show. It's like, it's all about expectations. You know, if you go on with average expectations, an average movie can be good. And if you go on with huge expectations, a really good movie can be eh. And that's my problem with The Force Awakens is just, yeah, I've seen this. Uh, Like 80% of this movie, and it was much better. Uh, This one yeah i've seen maybe 60 percent of the movie so i'm a, i'm gonna give it a pat for me i'll give it a pass on that i mean there are a lot of callbacks to it but like you said it's it's much more subtle and they did enough changes to it that it's not quite you know not the same situation so i'm
0: i've got my list here of things we have uh, someone starts the movie in a back to tank which we had it was luke now it's God, his name just escaped because Finn. he wasn't in the movie long enough. Finn. Thank you, Finn. Yeah. Um, did we have a battle against Imperial walkers on a snow planet with dilapidated speeders? No, we had a battle against First o- forced Order walkers on a salt planet that looks like snow with dilapidated speeders. Check. <laughs> Evacuation of a base? Check. Flight through an asteroid belt in a canyon? Okay, this time it's a cave. It's still in the Falcon? Check. Uh, Jedi Master in a secluded area teaches how to be a Jedi in three easy lessons. Check. Uh, There's a dark side tree vision cave thing. Uh, Yeah, only this time it looks like 1985. Simple Minds video for all the things she said. Check. (laughs) Uh, Was there a betrayal by someone believed to be trusted? Uh, Yeah, check. Uh, There's a gambler on another planet. Okay, this time it's a hacker. Check. Was there a parental revelation? Yeah, check. So basically, we just don't have a wampa losing an arm, and it's the Empire Strikes Back in a different order.
1: But does one of the main characters lose his hand or her hand? No. <laughs> that
0: was my point. I just said that.
1: <laughs> I consider the wampa to be a major creature. Um, wow. Well, it's more important than the pork. so I guess you got that. We go. I mean, we're, we're eight,
2: eight movies in. I mean, it's the amount of... Uh, originality I mean, if i'm wrong i believe george lucas was the one that said he first created star wars just so he could reassemble the cast of being along if i, I may be wrong about that but uh, <laughs> but i mean we're eight movies in so i mean the originality is going to be i mean if it's borrowing from the same some movies previous in the same franchise i mean that's all that's a lot of a lot of lists but to me it was original enough i mean i'm, I'm there to be entertained too. and i found it entertaining it's we did
0: like this movie.
2: It's not Tarantino. It's not, it's right, right. Like you, like we keep saying, it's, uh, we did like it. It's not a Tarantino film. You I know, mean, it's not Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction Star Wars form would have been fantastic, but that's never going to happen. It, it wasn't Empire Strikes Back, but Empire is a film, even if it wasn't pre, uh, you know, it had Star Wars films around it, it's standalone. It would be a great film. And I, I think, oh, NBA yeah. Doing the film would would think that so definitely um, it's not Empire but it again I was entertained I I liked it it's is it the best movie I've seen it's not the best movie I've seen Lady Bird was pretty good it's not the best film I've seen in the last two weeks but it was still entertaining right. which is what Star Wars is supposed to be
1: yeah so, I agree I agree like I said I, to me it's the third best Star Wars movie um, it's better than the, the the third of the of the original trilogy to me so you know again I, it's I wish it had been great, and it's not great. But it should. It should people go see it? Absolutely, you should go see it. Should you oh, see yeah. it twice? Yeah, probably. It's a fun movie. Um, That's what blu rays are for. <clears throat> compared to some of the train wrecks that have come out this this year, I mean, this movie could have been could have been awful. It could uh, have
0: been another Ghost in the Shell, but it wasn't.
1: Ex- yeah, it could have been a lot of things, and and luckily, it turned out to be a good movie. So you know, I would say on a, a five star basis, eh, I'd say three, maybe three and a half. It's a good film. I liked it.
0: Yeah, I'd give it a four just because I thought it was entertaining enough. Uh, I'll give it a four as well. So there, Todd. <laughs> um, oh, I am cut to the quick. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go huddle go in a room like Kylo Ren. Did have a couple other Star Wars things that popped up this week that I, I want to ask you two about. What starting with was the Last Jedi good enough to give Ryan Ryan Johnson a whole new trilogy just by himself? Mm. Oh yeah. Because they they announced that uh, weirdly the uh, Sunday of opening weekend, and I think they did that on purpose because that was Ryan Johnson's birthday. <laughs> you know, happy birthday! Here, have a Star Wars trilogy to yourself. Well, was this movie good enough to get a, tri- a, a, a Skywalker free apparently trilogy?
2: Totally. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to carry three. It's hard to say for any director. I mean look at kill bill i I love tarantino but you know one film yeah but another film would have probably been terrible uh comparatively speaking so um i I don't know is it good enough to give any director three films um i don't know but i I thought the film was entertaining enough if if he makes them close to as entertaining as this film was then yeah but of course we'd have to watch the second and third one of of those films
1: yeah we we all know if he screws up the first one in the standalone that okay, well, all bets are off, and they'll just change it. I mean, of course they would, but to have the confidence in them, it's like, yeah, because it's a good movie. Uh, it's a good movie, and it's performing well. Was like, what else would they want? So, well, of course they would want the 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 best movie that's making the most money ever. Of course they always want that. But considering what the stakes are, and considering what he delivered, yeah, they absolutely should should give him that. <clears throat> that being said, if, if a major actor who plays the major role in your film has a discussion with you about the direction the character goes, you might want to listen to him a little more, Ryan. Just saying. saying. Um, You know, for the purpose of the film and the story, I'm kind of okay with it. But like Lee said, seems like about 18 hours ago. uh, Did he really have to mope around for like three quarters of the film before (laughs) finally turning into Luke? Uh, I'm glad that he finally did. It was the hair. Yeah, it was holding him back, clearly. It was weighing him down, literally. So I totally understand where Hamill is coming from with, with his thought process on that. But, you know, they decided to go in a different route, and they went with a different route. It really doesn't make sense for that character to me. But, you know, then again, we we do see the reasons for it in the film, and I'm glad they addressed it. And that was another nice point, too. You're getting the, the two versions of the same story. It's too bad there weren't, like, two other people there, and we could have had a Rush Omen moment there. But... That that was a nice moment. So there, again, there's a lot of good parts to this film, um, and they far I out like the, they far outweigh the problems with it. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, he <laughs> should do it. He, sh- he, sh- he definitely should have the reins. Um,
0: now, another thing they announced this week was that the Obi Wan Kenobi movie is going to start shooting in early 2019. Do you? Did, do we need that, or are we uh, being overloaded on Star Wars stuff already?
1: It, it, to, to me, it depends what they're covering. It, it, if they're covering the the time frame from when he <clears throat> went from the young handsome Obi into the old, still dashingly handsome but nine hundred years old <laughs> Alec Guinness version, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with that. Uh, I, I'm especially interested to see who play. Have they announced who's playing him? Because I really hope it's Mr. McGregor. It, it's
0: my understanding that you and McGregor uh, wants to come back and do it.
1: I to me, it would be intent in, in extremely stupid for them not so, to have him play the role.
0: the The best part of the prequels.
1: Yeah, by far. Was,
0: oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, yes.
1: Yeah. Um and, and that's and that's one of the things that bothers me. The prequels you look at the talent that's in those prequels and they manage to make them look eh, okay. Like you have amazing actors in those films, and George Lucas is just he ain't that good with people. <laughs> I mean Natalie Portman is awful in those movies and she is a great actress. And Samuel it's just,
2: Samuel Jackson,
0: the same way. I mean Ahmed yeah, exactly. List was one. just an excellent Oh,
1: never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, they might as well have been porgs. They're so bad in those movies. Uh, but yeah, if, if they get someone other than McGregor, there there is zero point in doing it. Zero point, point. because because with a good script and a good director, it can be a fantastic movie.
2: Yeah, I'm there. He's one of my favorite characters from the whole Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I, if it's especially if it's McGregor, if it, it could be somebody else. But as long as it's well made, yeah, I would definitely
1: see that. You know, the fact that they're doing and it's coming out very soon. The the Han yeah. Solo movie, um, if if that is a character that's important enough to have their own story with a completely new actor, like how on earth would you not do an Obi Wan story with right. with an actor who's uh, no one thinks of Obi Wan and thinks of ben McGregor instead of Alec Guinness? I wouldn't think, but it's pretty damn close. And on, with the right hands, yeah, it could be like you said, Lee, it could be fantastic. So yeah, I'm totally on board with an Obi Wan story. I mean, if you're going to make a bunch of standalone stories. Jeez. He's got to be one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because otherwise it's going to be a Porg movie, and I really don't want to see that. Uh, no. <laughs> Which probably will be on the Disney Channel next year. Yeah, I was about it to say. Animated,
0: animated series.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: yeah. With minions. Mm. Porgs versus minions. That's what it's going to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would uh, be so sad. I wanted to
0: throw this uh, <clears throat> real-world story at you. But it has a Star Wars catch. Let me throw this at you. The Blue Origin, uh, which is the space exploration thing headed up by uh, who's it? Jeff Bezos, the guy who founded Amazon. Uh, he sent up a test flight this past week with a, um, uh, a crash test dummy in his spaceship. And it actually worked. The spaceship went fine. The Star Wars tie is they decided to name the crash test dummy Mannequin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: That's awesome. I've had
0: nowhere else to put this story, so I'll throw it in here. Um,
1: (laughs) That's beautiful.
0: And now a question, actually. Uh, (laughs) In real world, and not necessarily tied into Star Wars, do you guys think that since Disney bought Fox this past week, finally announced, yay for them, do you think we're finally going to get the original trilogy released without the special edition editions, <laughs> like, you know, outside of Bespin or Nicki Minaj singing in Jabba's Palace? Um,
1: eventually. I don't know. I don't know why not. It's just it's more money. Why wouldn't they it's do it? It's more money. Yeah,
0: I think there's a call for it.
1: Oh, yeah, there's definitely a call for it. The special original editions <laughs> uh, and, the and original. Yeah, and they will put them out on VHS. That would be the that would be the <laughs> kicker. And then you have to buy a VCR to play them. It was like people would probably do it. Uh, yeah, I, I think they'll eventually do that. We'll probably yeah, have laser, to wait laser a vis-
2: while,
1: maybe. Laser, <laughs> laser disc.
0: <laughs> oh, laser disc! Old technology has been killing me this past week because my someone gave my daughter some cassette tapes that I would uh, of some old radio shows that I think would be great to listen to, and then I realized I don't have a tape player anymore. <laughs> That's yeah. unfortunate. That's annoying. So, anyway, yeah, I'd love to see the original trilogy come out again with uh, without the special edition stuff. I didn't like that as much. Yeah, the one so, with Voldemort is just really weird. It just doesn't make any sense. It <laughs> Although it does explain why Adam Driver looks like Snape. <laughs> it's true. He would make a great <laughs> Snape, actually.
2: Now that we're talking about Harry Potter, we should just have a Snape alone film, and it should just be Adam
1: Driver. That would be excellent. With
0: no other characters, just... I'm brooding around a
1: room. Occasionally <laughs> making tea.
0: That'd be fun. <laughs> That's right. Putting on a Batman mask so we can brood properly.
1: <laughs> That's right. My my final question, well it might not be my final question, depending on how long this goes, but my final question was Where's Ted? Turns out there are several books called Where's Ted?
0: I found yeah, Ted was supposed to be here. I did get a text from a little while ago that said the mall is awful. Uh,
1: really? What a shock, Ted. Yeah. Why did you agree to this?
2: Oh, he did a tweet 16 minutes ago. Um, it says, new online threats facing children in 2018.
1: Ah, now we know where Ted is. Uh-huh.
2: He's
0: challenging Pulling a Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> Ooh, no. It's...
1: Oh. Just kidding, Ted. Um, goodness. Oh. Where's Ted by Hawkins? Where's Ted by Keith Faulkner? Ooh, it's a surprise Lift the Flat book. Don't get that one for the kids. Where's Ted? Where's Ted? And by Philip Harrison. So there are at least three books called Where's Ted? All available on Amazon.
2: It's the easiest book in the world because he's at some random mall in the south. So he's the only African-American guy there.
0: Where's Ted? There he is. (laughs) Turn the page. There he is. And on that note. There he is. Ow. Thanks for listening to our special edition, special Star Wars edition of uh, Blaster Beer and Barbecue or Cinema Savants or whatever. Uh, You know what? We may even bring Lee back next week. But yeah. Good night, everybody. (laughs)
1: Oh, my head
0: hurts. (laughs) Captain, we're losing power on the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep
1: with my wife. Uh, And on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end.
0: I am very disappointed.
1: Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's all living. And like that, he's gone. Dawn,
2: that's the end.